Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Welcome back, Dave. Yeah, good to be here, Scott. How are oh. you doing? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I'm kind of wondering about all this new COVID information that's coming out. We got Omicron. Yeah. New variant. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that was a new Transformer. I, I didn't... Yeah, that's I've what never, I heard. I didn't... I don't even know... I. Was, isn't there another one in between the variant D and this one? <laughs> so I don't know. How many variants are there? I don't know enough about the alphabet that they're using uh, to describe these different variants. But I know that they skipped over a few because <laughs> one of them was XI, which is also um, the same name as the leader of China. <laughs> Oh no! I, yeah, I was just—they skipped say, over his name. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, that is one I haven't heard of. Yeah, it would have been uh, politically incorrect to have a new variant that has the same spelling as the leader of. The cr- oh, I was going to say China. the creator. I mean, uh, yeah. He, I mean, I'm sure the people that was working in there, you know, got a memo. We're looking for something <laughs> that might affect a whole lot of people. I'm sure you're mm-hmm. onto something. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that, that they, is funny. they skipped over some some names because of what it might assume <laughs> yeah no kidding because you know how ticked off everybody was when they said the china flu yeah that's right because they're like hey hey yo yo do we, we don't want that on us uh, yeah it was it was so racist but yeah oh yeah i, I think Whoops. i think we're figuring out where it where it came from yeah. um so i today's topic is a little bit about australia oh. and and the lockdowns and and crazy stuff that's been going yeah. on there our people over there are going through a lot of stuff and i'm saying our people because they are our people yeah in fact everybody is you know australia is very westernized they i was there in 2016 uh with uh with my brother and and my buddy jimmy yeah. and doing a track and field um thing and a little bit of vacationing and it was a, I mean, it's a beautiful country. I was on the, let's see, southwest corner uh, down in Perth. Mm, west side. Yep. And, uh, and it was just beautiful. I'd love to go again. But based on what I'm seeing now with all the COVID lockdowns, no, it's not on my list anymore. Really? I don't I, really want to go. It's a place I've, I, I don't like to go a whole lot of places, but I've always wanted to go to Australia for some reason. I don't know what the intrigue was, but I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime that I can. It may be a little while. Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like anything's lightening up. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got a certain goal to meet where everything gets back. But guess what? What happens when you get there? Every time we've gotten to that line, (laughs) that line gets pushed out further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with uh, Omicron, that that line might be moving around again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I'm still waiting to get the first one. <laughs> you're still you're still waiting for your COVID diagnosis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well it wouldn't be very fair if I if I don't get the COVID nineteen and then I or I, the first variant and mm, I just jump alpha. and get the 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 Omicron one whatever you call mm-hmm. you know I need to get these in steps and stages <laughs> and make it fair. It'd be, I'm curious. There might be a human out there who's experienced each one of these variants. I don't know. Uh, you know, it is very possible. And and I know I'm joking around, but. I, <laughs> I, my father-in-law went through it, and mm-hmm. it's very devastating. Mm-hmm. It, it really... Um, he, it can be, for sure. He's still recovering. I mean, mind you, he's COVID-free, but he's still recovering from the issues. And, um, you know, and I pray for him. I, it's, it's, it's hard to see a strong guy, uh, um, you know, trying to uh, live a daily life with this stuff. Just mm-hmm. without COVID, it's just the aftermath, you know? Yeah, yeah, that and long COVID that folks talk about where they have trouble, you know, recovering from all the other right. side effects. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so in, in Australia, it's it's one of those things where they they you know they're kind of like a massive island almost, and they can kind of treat themselves as an island right. because there's a, lot, a whole lot of ocean between them and and their next closest yeah. folks. And I think they kind of had a mentality early on that they could pretty much keep it out. And obviously you can't. We're in a world economy now. It's not like, you know, a few hundred years ago where there wasn't much travel between places. Well, it's crazy because the whole world was going kind of doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. give or take. And, you know, they'll lock down just like America. We locked down, didn't we? No. Did we ever lock down? No. <laughs> people just, a group of people did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, we need this and that and this and that to go. So they made excuses for everybody else. So the point is you can never lock down. If they would have locked down, like, literally everybody, and I mean literally, and I mean not, not one person comes into the country or leaves it. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, they could leave but don't come back. You know, <laughs> but n- nobody ever tried the real lockdown, have they? Because there's always a, my job told me that, you know, I'm like, sweet, I'm going to hang out at home for a while. Nope, I'm special. You could go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not locking down. <laughs> and if I have to go get gas, oh, he's a special dude too. And now we just hung out, mm-hmm. you know, so we're spreading it if, you know, during well, our lockdown. But that's what they're locking down to. Yeah, they've, well, they've done things in, in stages and, and, you know, the extreme, the different extreme measures have, have created, you know, discomfort in some people and riots and others. but. It, for me, the it's weird because we went through some of these things early on where we kind of, you know, everything shut down. We spent a few weeks without anyone really out in the streets. We were still kind of learning about it. But things have we've learned so much more about it now. And the, the dangers of it have reduced, but there's still panic. And right. it's been built up. It's and kind of funny. Up. So let me ask you, Scott, how could it possibly be? The dangers reduce, but the panic is worse. Hmm? It's <laughs> like it's somebody's in, telling a different story. The messaging is yeah, really bad. It is, isn't it? Uh-huh. Or is it really, really good for somebody else? <laughs> somebody's, uh, on, somebody's on to something. Mm-hmm. It just depends on which side it is. Well, I think the... <laughs> I think that the lockdowns have come and, and gone in different stages, yeah. and and governments have thought that those lockdowns actually had something to do with the um, the reduction. But there's so many different experiences in different countries, and it's it's hard to kind of really correlate um, and figure out well what is causing you know one thing to happen and not that same thing in another area. It's been it's peculiar, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the. Uh, the country itself hmm. and we're i think today's going to be kind of focused on that that southeast corner of australia and i just wanted to show uh, a quick little picture of their of their country because i think it's important to understand uh geographically sure. what yeah. we're talking about and i think i want to say and trust me those of you listening to me right now i am not an expert in australia <laughs> i was there one time i've known some aussies before uh, but I don't really know much about their country or their their politics or their government. I know that when I was there, this was when I think this is when Trump and Hillary uh, Clinton were were running for office, oh, yeah. and it was on every TV in every place that we went. I, bet. I couldn't believe how interested in American politics that they were. It's it is crazy how the whole world is mm-hmm. about that. We don't really pay any attention to any other countries. Uh, 
president here, president there, but yeah, there's celebrations in in cities, uh, you know, uh, in country, other countries throughout the world mm -hmm. on who gets uh, elected in our yeah. state. I mean, what the hell is a prime minister anyway? <laughs> I don't know. I traded really? in for some prime rib any day. <laughs> yeah. So in Australia, they have um, several different states or, or provinces. And, uh, you know, if you find I'm saying something wrong, write comments in the video uh, links below. So Western Australia, down south, uh, west side is Perth, which is where we went. And then on the south uh, east side, which is where, where New South Wales and Victoria are located, and the big cities in New South Wales would be Sydney, and then in Victoria is Melbourne. And this whole lockdown, uh, excitement, riots, all this activity is really happening in that southeast corner. Yeah. And it's absolutely crazy how bad it has gotten. Um, a little bit of background, how they sort of started off the pandemic. Their first case was in January, late January of 2020. That was, I think, I could be wrong, but I think that someone was actually on a cruise ship that was an Aussie and brought it back and eventually actually died from it. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, by March of 2020, the virus had started to spread within the country. They had a lot of early concerns that we had, which was hospitals are going to get overloaded, so we got to do something about it. And so they started to close down pubs and restaurants, and they created this thing that they called it the uh, hotel quarantine system. So they'd use some hotels, and they would quarantine people and isolate them right, in these hotels. Right. I, I think they're still doing that in some, like, Hawaii or something. I mean, I know there's mm -hmm. some places that you still have to go do that. You know, I, I, I bet they are. I bet they are. Uh, what was interesting about this particular case is that, you know, they created this, and it seemed like, you know, that's a pretty decent idea. I know when I first sort of started to talk to the family about, you know, well, here's what we're going to do if one of us gets, you know, COVID or whatever— you know, I went through the plan. We're going to isolate. We've got space in our house to isolate people if necessary. And, uh, and you know, so we kind of laid out a plan. And it made sense that you would have some of these these places like the hotel quarantine yeah. system. My wife has said I'm going to have to be put underneath the floorboard of the house. <laughs> yeah, and collect on that life insurance plan. <laughs> yeah, even though I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so the panic sort of started to set in. Supermarkets went empty, just like it did here. Yeah. Toilet paper, couldn't find it. That's why you invest in a bidet. <laughs> uh, yeah. In May, they said life was starting to turn uh, back to normal. The lockdowns, they said, oh, yeah, things are things are working. Well, then they had all of these issues with the hotel quarantine system, which, good idea, but if it's poorly executed, which... If it's run by government, typically it's poorly executed. Evidently, they weren't giving these people proper PPE or training on how to take care of people or sanitize and, them. And it's like, well, what's the point? No, you just made it a breeding factory. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. maybe they should like take the the uneducated away from running stuff and let us <laughs> the lowly like people take over. Yeah. Although, although I might, I might disagree in that some of these health um, authorities are highly educated people, but very poor at policy. Mm -hmm. And a, much of our policy has come from their suggestions. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so you put on two or three masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was in, in May. Things kind of broke down in their, their quarantine system started to get kind of ugly. They ended up in July of 2020 uh, public housing, 
they lock down a bunch of these um these they're kind of like apartments but they're massive apartments and they started locking them down and some of these are are run or not run but they're basically like lower income sort of apartments and they locked them down couldn't leave couldn't do really much of anything and it just created this this problem because again you're isolated and spreading right so it it ended up getting kind of bad um they started locking down more and more stuff creating all these rules like what's a what's a kilometer in miles for us you know it's just a it's just a tad it's like two and a half kilometers per mile is that what it is oh you know i'm gonna look it up let's look that up because producer e is not here today and uh otherwise he would just look it up on the fly and he's not here so that creates a bit of a problem with me having to look it all up on myself well we don't pay him nearly enough (laughs) that's what he would say (laughs) uh so yeah so five kilometer is actually 3.1 miles so they had a travel restriction of basically three miles you couldn't go three miles away from your home and they had checkpoints and so they would actually have people out there you know in in bunny suits you know asking where are you going Mm -hmm. what's what's your business and uh you know it reminds me of stuff that happens in the middle east traveling between borders yeah and you know the other thing is this is going on is you've got these you know the citizens of australia they they are i know that they're not like us 100 percent, but these are free people these guys are in their Mm -hmm. mind a free people and i know there's some people that don't get it out there they're like listen this is a this is bigger than you you know to grow up and just follow get in line no 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 no. this is (laughs) this is bigger than what they think and that Mm -hmm. means that it's hard for them and it should be hard for them to essentially follow that line and my heart goes out to it because we're going through the same thing however I think they just took the lead. Mm-hmm. I think we could look at what they're going through and see what's possible here. You know, we're all, we're all, we were almost all like pacing ourselves of all, or the whole, not the whole world, but a lot of us are doing the same thing during close to the same timing. And, mm-hmm. and, um, as we'll get to, it's, yeah. it's, uh, how about this? It's still, I'll just finish it. It's messing with their minds so much because their free mind, free life is now they're dictated so many every every aspect. My my guess is that the countries that normally have more strict rules and less freedom uh were probably more okay with lockdowns than we were in like the Western society. Absolutely. Like uh China, did they get freaked out when they were forced to wear masks? Well, we never nope, they've been doing it for ten years. <laughs> or who knows how probably far longer. Yeah. And we know? never really hear the truth from them anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, so they, they ended up going back to online school, like most of us did kind of at the same time. They had mandatory masks, which they also instituted in the, uh, for the outdoors. We also have had those, uh, type of, um, rules. And I remember going through an entire track season, having to wear a mask outside. And there's this whole, you know what, go back and check our archives. We talked a little bit about this in, in yeah, the podcast. We might have, yeah, we might have talked about the guy that was out surfing that the cops went out and pulled him in and arrested him <laughs> surfing by himself. Uh, the dolphins didn't care. That's uh, funny. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, you know, July moving towards August, the private care home deaths started to increase because uh, nursing homes, it was starting to spread among the most vulnerable. 
Sounds similar to New York. Well, it does. Mm-hmm. But and you also touched on earlier that they weren't keeping up on on the right things. They weren't mm-hmm. doing the right things to, you know, facilitate a pandemic or or the the mm-hmm. you know, and so it was just breeding grounds. Yeah, and a lot like of said, a lot of mistakes yeah. along the way. And and then it happens to be with the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's pretty disturbing, unfortunately. I agree. Uh, August, they started their stage four lockdown, which is very restrictive, more restrictive than they had already um, had. They instituted, and this a lot of this stuff is happening, uh, like I said, in the, the southeast corner of, of Australia. They had curfews 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You couldn't be out on the streets. Yeah, because As you, can't, if, <laughs> you, you can't pass, you're not going to catch it in between those other times. Yeah. The, the really bad times is 8 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. or whatever you said. As <laughs> if the virus has a bedtime. Right. And <laughs> yeah. this is the thing that gets me because these are free thinkers. Mm-hmm. And these people are sitting there going, this doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. then they tell them that you have to abide by it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. That's what hurts. Mm-hmm. We, we'll think for ourselves because you guys sound crazy. And nope. There are sacrifices in freedom. There just, there just is. And it's really sad that people are willing to sacrifice their freedoms for what they think is safety. Yeah. So true. finally, you know, a protest started to really happen, and, you know, Aussies were not pleased. In October in 2020, they started to reopen everything. Now, this is, you know, as, as we're recording right now, we are into December of 2021, so we're talking about a year ago, they were experiencing this sort of cycle. Now, we're 2021, and we can look back at 2021. Right. So I brought in a few clips to show, mm. some news stuff, and I thought it was kind of enlightening because they were already going through this for an entire year, and they thought that things were finally, you know, all these restrictions and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's, fin- it's finally over. Yep. Oh, no. Well, not guess over. what? <laughs> they can't have that. No, they cannot have that. So this first clip, um, we're talking a little bit of news. And so this one is from uh, July of 2021. So, again, move towards summertime a year later, and this is what is running on the news. First, the Australian Army will take to Sydney streets assisting police in locking down two million residents in COVID hotspot suburbs. The police commissioner calling the Prime Minister for help after Sydney's worst single day since the pandemic began. 239 infections were recorded, at least 66 were infectious Mm -hmm. in the community. And tragically, there were two more deaths. The Premier announcing a crackdown on those spreading the virus by Better doing the wrong thing, <laughs> with fines beefed up for not wearing masks and even stricter rules in the eight hotspot council areas. If that doesn't sound like Germany, I have no... Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Nazi Germany? Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. I should be clear. <laughs> uh, I mean, does that not sound... Fear, 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 fear. I mean, they're just trying to freak you out. We're, we're talking... Okay, so this, this little thing says 239 infections. Think about how low that number is. Dude, I've seen... I, I have heard of sex parties. <laughs> Just with six people walk away with more than that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 the infection rate's been much higher, I think, probably. <laughs> but, that is so funny. But 
Yeah, two thirty nine. Okay, okay, I'm trying to be serious. Okay. If, if I heard these numbers, isn't that again a moment to celebrate? Am I missing something? It just seems so low. I mean, I'm not saying that we should celebrate their, that these people are infected or infect, got infected and, and a couple people died. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying as a whole, when you have something that's going through the world and trying to kill everybody, hey, this isn't looking too bad. It doesn't look too bad. And, and yet... It certainly they, wouldn't shut down the whole place for yeah, it. Yeah, and this is where they, they said there were 66 communities that were impacted with 239 infections. And so we're, we're talking about, yeah, there's, there's a few different communities that have a small number of, of infections, but we're talking about a still a relatively low number, but yet they're calling out the military to help to the police assist, enforce. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm, mm-hmm. um, my company that I work for, we've had more in my company infected <laughs> than that. Just as a point, did mm-hmm. we, did we shut down my company? No. no. In fact, nope, nope. We had to keep going in, mm-hmm. but but they call the, the military on this small right, number because, and you know why they have to call the military because these are free minded people, yeah, and that did not. They're smart. They know it's not necessary, and then to force them. I mean, everything he said is so shocking that it came from Australia. Yeah, yeah. I look at it from our perspective of what we've gone through so far, and I think. You know, we've got a population of, of free-thinking people, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but, true. <laughs> but, but they're probably, in in some of these circles, are looking at we should be doing what Australia's been doing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so next next clip here, describing the, pol- the, the police and military forces and how they were used. Yeah. And just listen to the last bit of this clip. At Liverpool train station. Oi, oi. Police make their presence felt. Thousands more officers deployed in the southwest, in Campbelltown and in Bankstown. A new COVID crackdown. We are seeing non-compliance at a level that's impacting on the virus. The commissioner enlisting the army for support. If we had to use them, absolutely, I would call out. Formally requesting 300 troops late this afternoon. In Melbourne, they were used at checkpoints, patrolled streets and door-knocked homes. They assisted with compliance. They actually provided confidence. (laughs) They provided provided confidence. confidence? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. To (laughs) to Uh, the powers that be? Yeah, I'm not sure who's got the confidence out of this because they're probably confident that they're going to get their asses kicked, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. We're talking intimidation here. Oh my gosh. Follow the rules or else. Right. You start seeing people in military uniform patrolling your streets. You don't know. For your population, not some foreign entity. Right. We worry about that same thing. Mm -hmm. And guess what? There, a year ago, or maybe a tad more, I should say, we were concerned about that ourselves. And people were like, "That's no, guys, come on. Mm-hmm. This is happening. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to happen. We may not have known where or who, but, but honestly, I wouldn't have thought that Australia well, think would about, be that way. Think about the protections that we have as, as Americans. We have this constitution that gives us some, some rights. It doesn't give us rights. It basically means that the, the government has to recognize our rights. One of those rights is the right to bear arms. The argument that a lot of people make about, oh, we don't need guns, it's ridiculous. In today's world, it's very unlikely that our citizens would ever need to have protection against the government 
from tyranny, which is why we have the Second Amendment. Why are our folks not looking at this and going, okay, uh, it's not happening yet, but look how close we're getting. Right. That should be kind of a wake-up call. Yeah, but um, good luck. You can't really wake <laughs> up America, you know, half of America. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's, uh, I really don't think it's possible. Well. And unfortunately, the other half of America, yeah, they, they already know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It, well, I'll move on to the next yes. clip here. So uh, this one's just talking about the number of hotspots and these, you know, mask requirements. Oh, the operation targeting the eight hotspot councils, which had the bulk of today's cases, the most in Canterbury-Bankstown, still high in Fairfield, Liverpool and Cumberland, only going down since yesterday in George's River. From midnight, residents in all areas of concern can only travel five kilometres from home and must wear masks outdoors. So what's funny about travelling five kilometres, you know... Mm-hmm. So if I have, if I'm, let's say I'm traveling five kilometers, I'm going to go past somebody that's three kilometers out and then I, and then, and then I'll stop at my five kilometers. Well, that guy that's three kilometers out, he could travel five kilometers and overlap <laughs> mine, but I happened to give him high five and gave him COVID. Yeah. This is like a, almost like a, you know, um, it's just a stupid idiot, idiotic rule. Right. It doesn't make sense. It's, does it? It's, it's control. Yeah. So I got to ask you, what are those numbers? Again, on on that yeah, so, map. So we've got a, a map on screen. It, it, those of you listening, I'll, I'll kind of go through some of these. This is all um, in the uh, New South Wales area and part of the northern part of uh, Victoria. Mm. Uh, we've got all these different, in the United States, we would probably call these counties. But we've got, they say, hotspots. Um, they've got Campbelltown, uh, 12, Liverpool, 32, Fairfield, 45, uh, and then some of these other outskirts have small numbers, and they're just talking about targeting these specific areas with these particular forces, military, and they're, of course, limiting the uh, five-kilometer radius. I don't think, and these are just cases, these are not deaths. Right. They're trying to regulate transmission. They're not I mean, yes, they're concerned, of course, about hospitalization. That was the original concern. And, of course, they're concerned about deaths. But their, their death rate is actually pretty low. Right. They're, they're just talking about infection. Transmission. Transmissions, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, of course, then they institute this must-wear-masks outdoor. How ridiculous. We already know there's science to support that you don't yes. need to wear masks so, outdoor. That's a problem with these free-thinking human beings because mm-hmm. they know that that doesn't compute. And then they know that they're just getting treated like livestock mm-hmm. and that doesn't go with human beings very well. So the, the first part of the clip was a, 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 a police officer. Actually, it was the last clip, but there was a police officer at the train station and saying, hey, uh, put your mask up. It's one lone guy walking through a train station that's outdoors. Right. He's, uh, there's no one around him and he's getting told to put his mask on. Right. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. It's control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, how about this? What if the cops ignored that and didn't go say anything? Mm -hmm. Maybe another one of the cops would turn him in because he didn't, you know, he wasn't doing his job in 
you know, spreading the fear and, and controlling the society. So this next one is where I start to get more concerned because, again, you know, some of the some of the issues that we're talking about is just the authoritarian characteristics of this of this lockdown, uh, government coming in and taking control. We experienced something similar during Thanksgiving of last year. Oh yeah, where we had neighbors turning other neighbors in. We for we had gathering. our go- we had our government mm-hmm. can tra- excuse me convinced a handful of people, so it, it worked mm-hmm. to tell on your neighbor for how many people that you have in your house. Because they can't think that even if you had two people in your house, once they disperse, they could still give it to somebody else, whether it's 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I don't know. This uh, next clip highlights this. Oh. Doors. It's been apparent to us where the virus is circulating, where the problem areas are. One of the biggest problems, people visiting other households, offices, will come knocking. And not random, <laughs> but certainly targeted from complaints through Crime Stoppers. We are now getting tens right. of thousands of people reporting breaches through Crime Stoppers. My gosh. <laughs> so it sounds like the problem is that the cops show up to the house because they're showing up to these other houses that aren't theirs. They're doing it. <laughs> Crime Stoppers. We have a, a system out here called Crime Stoppers, and it's really it's a, it's a hotline to um, uh, let authorities know if there is some dangerous person, there, someone it's have seen... For crime. Yeah, seen someone do something bad, or if they're uh, on a wanted list, you right. can call Crime Stoppers and they'll investigate. Here, they're talking about their citizens calling Crime Stoppers to, well, to tell on their neighbor. That's like me just uh, calling Crime Stoppers to turn in somebody about uh, burning on a no-burn day. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're out, using out the country, it for something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, out in the country, they have burn days. Oh, <laughs> all these city folk They're listening. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't even think <laughs> about that. What does that mean? What are you guys burning? <laughs> what are what you <laughs> burning, buddy? <laughs> puff, puff, give. <laughs> but it's so shocking to it's so shocking to to hear that your fellow citizens are calling these hotlines to turn you in. Right, and of course they're anonymous. But you know, how many did you say? Ten thousand. Different yeah, calls. That's right. We're coming in. Yeah, and you know because they have the the because they, they have the military. You know, mm-hmm. they're out there. Well, they, they have ha- the police. You know, they're out there. So <laughs> why not? Well, I mean, that's not good enough. So we have to have uh, the civilians turn on each other. Mm-hmm. So why not? What, what's the point of having the police and the military? Because we have traitorous little. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I I think those people are losers. Snitches get stitches. Well, but then again, at the same <laughs> at the same time, how about this? I should. I'll take. You know, I'm going to take that back. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> here, here it is because the reason is is because some of these people might be a little bit weaker minded but how about this these people listened and they got scared mm-hmm. and you know what it's not everybody's fault some people put their trust in what the people are telling them and they believe them sure it could be their fault but I mean this whole thing is set to to deceive people mm-hmm. so it's working and they just want, they're so scared that, that they're going to die that they have to do this. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to run into some of that deceiving sort of talk. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Um, it's disappointing. <laughs> it is. Well, I, who was it? I was listening to uh, radio personality, uh, Jesse Kelly, yeah. and he's a, I, I want to say he was a Marine. Is that right? Do you know? I don't know. He's a military guy, now doing talk show. And very entertaining guy to listen to. And, you know, he's he's definitely a personality. He's really fun to listen yeah. to. He'll he'll 
get left people really angry at him, at him though, for what he says. He's doing but, his job. But one of the one of the points that he was making that I thought was kind of right along with with my own take on things, which is when you start to see people panic, and you think um, this is growing, this panic is growing. Maybe it's a time for you to like sit back and think about it and to analyze because when people start panicking they make really really poor decisions. Yep. When when we get angry at different things, we try and let a little bit of time pass by to gather ourselves and start thinking. Your brain does not operate really logically when you're all hyped up right. and angry about that's stuff. That's why that's why all of us fools in America decided to not us not you and me, yeah. but a lot of fools in America, they panicked, right? And they panicked, ran out, and bought a bunch of toilet paper. Yeah. You know, you should have gotten food. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, because we're, getting, we're getting, yeah, mm-hmm. because there's not other means yeah. to take care of that. Now, I guess if, you, you know, if you're panicking and pooping your shorts, then maybe oh. that makes sense. But I don't think that was what was happening. <laughs> the, but when, when you start to see a mass panic, that's the time where you start to kind of like, okay, it's time to start thinking about this a little bit more clearly. Yeah. It's not time to panic just because everyone else is panicking. And, and you can see that along the storyline of COVID, there's been mass panic that's been pep, uh, perpetuated perpetuated man that sounds sometimes good to me. my language i don't know i had to watch it and so coming from coming from the uh the government and uh media and social media the the fear and the panic continues to grow and grow and it, it, it makes people react very very poorly yes i i i feel that the government if they really cared about our our health mm-hmm. they wouldn't put it in that one clip you played in that way mm-hmm it wouldn't be set in such a, I mean, all right, what's it take to make a panic? Okay, it's step one, this, <laughs> step two. Okay, let's just play that. Because mm-hmm. they're not trying to help. Yeah. They're trying to make people freak out. Yeah. Because very... they know how to say something lightly. I mean, they've been just giving us a couple UFO hints a little bit at a time. They didn't just dump it all on us like on like on one time. <laughs> That's what they're doing here. Dump it all on them at one time. And they panic doing... Yeah. Making dumb decisions. It makes you wonder what's going to happen next that's going to create panic. Of course, they're just going to take advantage. What, what did Hillary say? Uh, never, Hillary says never yeah. let a good... Um, oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> Brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> never let a good... It's almost there. Crisis. Go to waste. Crisis go to waste. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I need to fill in the blanks. I, you know, I, I'll take that as a compliment that I forgot <laughs> a dang thing she said because... <laughs> That means that she's kind of out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, I bring her back. Uh, so this next clip, uh, police are given authority to shut down businesses on top of enforcing masks and other stuff. This is where I, as a, you know, a small business owner, I go, um, this is not good. When you start getting police coming in to shut you down, it's yeah, a different story. Yeah, but at story. the same time, what about the big, the big uh, how about this? I'm going to, mm-hmm. America, they did the same thing mm-hmm. in the beginning. And... Um, while Walmart's open. Oh, right. You know, because mm-hmm. they're shutting down all these little stores, but are the big ones open still? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those are ran by big dogs. Yeah. Across all of Sydney, police have new powers to shut down businesses, construction sites and public spaces where there's a risk to public health. Fines more than doubled, now $500 for not wearing a mask when required. It only takes... A handful of people or a very small percentage to do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. to cause a setback for all of us. 
Well, and, and they do have some of those stupid rules where, like, if you're talking into a microphone, you can take it off. Um, then you're not concerned about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just ridiculous people... that you think about the police being able to walk in and just say, you're not following the rules, you're closing down. Yeah. And that'd be it. They have that authority. There's, yeah, there's no uh, due process. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, here's a, here's the next clip. I know this is kind of a clip heavy show. That's eh, fine. People well, it, I will tell you, it is does paint a good um, picture of what they are truly going through mm-hmm. and how they're doing it. Yeah. And you're hearing it from other people, not just us. Right. <laughs> okay. So they're talking about the uh, uh, testing, uh, the amount of testing that they're doing. It's going up. And they're talking about, um, you know, the in- counting the infection rate. Now that testing is more common, they're going to find more cases, of course. Yep. And they're talking about, I think this is where some of that dishonesty kind starts to come in because they're talking about the infections based on the number of infections and their age, which I think it's age. Yes. means a little something, but by this time, this is a, uh, again, July of 2021 that this was released. We knew at that time that, um, yes, older people are more impacted by it, but really it's people who have pre-existing uh, health right. conditions. Yeah, Those exactly are the folks. Right. Right. But here they're talking about it as if it's just an age thing. 65% of COVID infections are in people aged under 40, 25% in people aged under 20. And the number of younger people becoming seriously ill is rising. Of 54 patients currently in intensive care, four are in their 30s, eight in their 20s, two are teenagers. They're young. Many of the cases are young. But hitting the elderly the hardest. Two more deaths. A woman in her 90s at Liverpool Hospital, a man in his 80s at Royal North Shore, both unvaccinated, taking this outbreak's toll to 13. So on that clip, Mm -hmm. the little uh, icon that they used for a dead man just kind of swung there like it was hung (laughs) if you didn't notice that i'm telling you every single thing that they use is is kind of uh just to scare you because that's that's funny that's odd (laughs) folks are going to be rewinding this i know i'm like why would they what are you talking about guy got hung (laughs) well i'm just saying yeah it's funny their their little graphics uh that they use it does kind of look like swinging on his head (laughs) (laughs) i'm just it's funny. But, you know, they're talking about these these numbers. And this lady, she's the, the chief health health officer. And there's, we've got some more clips from her. Mm. This is what drives me crazy because we've experienced it here in Oregon where you get the, the health authority talking about something and making people panic because what they're saying is supposed to be coming from authority, but it's not terribly honest. Mm. You know, she was saying that, you know, there's so many young people who are impacted by this. but you know what most of, you know most of those deaths are coming from old people right you know what what did they say that the the number of people under 40 yeah infected 65% right but are under 40 but they're not talking about yeah they're not talking about the, the deaths, deaths in this case what's the who who cares about how about this is there more there's probably a lot more people that are um under the age of 40 than the older people right mhm well they just might get it more <laughs> get more of those people to get it yeah no, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just. But how about this? Why would they? You know, this is the thing that makes me question. You know that they are questioning this too. Like, 
Why mm-hmm. are they saying it like that? You know, it's not, they're not talking to the real heart of it because the real heart of it, I feel bad for the people that it passed, but mm-hmm. isn't as bad as they say. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that they, they frame it in a way to continually perpetuate to that make fear. you come to, so, so you will comply mm-hmm. without effort or violence or mm-hmm. now this clip is a little bit more along the lines of that dishonesty that we were talking about earlier, where there is a, ser- a fair amount of, of people in positions to know the truth mm-hmm. who are not exactly telling the truth. Uh, we were just talking about that, that lady who is the, the chief health authority. And she, well, she kind of outlines the, the deaths and what we should be thinking uh, considering these recent deaths. And I want you to listen to a yeah. little something towards the end. 25% of people over 70 are still yet to receive their first dose. I cannot urge you as members of the community to reach out and support your elderly family members and friends to get vaccinated. The vaccine does not work immediately in providing protection, but even one vaccine can reduce your risk of hospitalization and death, and it can also prevent onward transmission. Oh, what'd she say? I don't know. I was going to ask you, what'd she just say? And she said that um, a vac- the vaccine can prevent onward transmission. Onward transmission. You that's know, you know that's a lie. Yeah, it is. There are so many cases of people who are fully vaccinated and boosted, still getting it and delivering right it on to other people. Right now, yep. And and, and we, everybody knows that that that's and not we, the truth. And we knew that when this thing was released. Yeah, this is from the I mean, chief health authority. This is it's a straight up lie. Yeah, right. And so again, and I keep saying it because. People need to know these are smart, free people, and they see. People mm-hmm. are going to question why are they acting out? Because <laughs> they can tell, they could see, they know better. They know that this is a bunch of BS that they are getting forced to, you know, comply to. Yeah. It, again, it's just so dishonest. Yeah. It drives me and absolutely. We crazy. deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. And 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 it makes me think of, you know, doesn't don't these people like like this gal? Doesn't she have a a heart or you know like? She's in a position, position, you know, she knows the truth. Yeah. You know, doesn't she, Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's got to sleep at night, right? I think she's just, she's part of a machine that's already moving in a certain direction. And so she needs to continue moving in that direction. Uh, This next one includes a a little bit more, uh, I think, yeah, from the same, uh, no, from a a different person. She's a politician. Uh, They call her a premier. Uh, so she's talking about the, um, well, this whole press conference is about, of course, these lockdowns and whatnot. This is the stage where the media starts to come in, and I think they continue to perpetuate the scare. And this is one of those, this is one of those instances where, uh, where the media asks a question that is not questioning the authority and the process, but rather um, increasing the restrictions. So it's like they're working for them or with them, huh? Yeah. And Hmm. I've seen this stuff from our local media as well. Yes. 
Premier, you've said that we don't know where the virus is going. It's a game changer. It's so contagious. All of these messages every day. So why not bring in these stricter rules around masks and distance? Why not bring them in for all of Greater Sydney to try and get ahead of possible spread so that we're not playing catch-up? Well, well, that's a great idea. Thanks for bringing that up. We will. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it's like Biden. Oh, you know, Biden has a list man. of who he's going to call. Oh, <laughs> and then, you know, those people happen to ask these uh, terrific mm. answers that he, uh, questions that he happens to might have an answer to right mm. down here. Mm. Yeah, I'll call on you. Yeah. No, 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 the one with that cheat sheet, please. <laughs> yeah, because it perpetuates this whole narrative. And it also makes it sound like that that's what we, the, oops, that's Australia, mm-hmm. them, the people want, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they don't. But you can see that there's this, it's this constant idea that we need to keep making people more concerned and create some need for action from the population. And they cannot let up on the smoke screen. They can't. They have Mm -hmm. to continuously blow the smoke. If once that smoke lets up, some of those people that are diehard believers into this will start looking around. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why it's just got to be continuous from all angles. Yep. Uh, Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about these COVID camps that Australia has started to create. No, there's no such thing as COVID camps. (laughs) Oh, yes. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great, too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. Oh my gosh, COVID camps. Yeah. Yeah, COVID camps. So we, we are back. COVID camps. There's one called Howard Springs. And this is in the... Oh, that sounds lovely. Doesn't it? Sounds like a little vacation I actually would spot. like to go. If I go to, if I go to Australia... I'm going to Howard Springs. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If it wasn't that you'd be forced to go, uh, it might actually be a decent place to I mean, like escape from. Well, as people. long as you're, I mean, I don't know. As, as long as I don't have to like get on a train to get there, you know, <laughs> like like cattle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! What's that say? Unheard. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so I've I've got a clip here. There's a story. This this girl. Haley Hudson. She is one of these um, these Aussies that got forced to go to one of these camps. And I think her story is very fascinating. She was in an interview, and she kind of tells some of the details about her experience. And we've already been talking about this uh, authoritarian, you know, behavior from from the uh, Australian government. Well, and she got caught up in it. Well, it makes you wonder, I'm, I'm being serious, I wonder if she got any backlash from the government because of how they are reacting these days about something. Mm-hmm. About and like and I think this, this is a, a relatively new one. In fact, I think I put a date down of when this story came out. This is, um, I want to say it's recent, as in the last couple of months. Well, hopefully they'll let us play the clip. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. Maybe they'll take it down before you get to it. <laughs> we're, we're already banned on YouTube, don't worry about it. Oh, excellent. So, uh, in case <laughs> in case wanna, folks want to actually watch the video, we are on Spotify in the video format. Oh, yes. Like uh, like Joe Rogan was early on. So, yeah. yeah. So, catch the video of the podcast on Spotify. All right. Here's a clip from Haley. So how it all started was um, a friend of mine 
went to work and got tested for COVID. He had a little bit of a cold. He tested positive. He got put into this quarantine camp um, and then we went about our days as normal and then the investigators starting to knock on our doors and stuff like that. Um, so then what actually happened was I had investigators come. I walked out the front of just, just to interrupt you, so how did they investigate you? Were, were, were you part so of a contact yep. tracing kind of good question. list? Or? So they, what they did is how they contacted me was I have a scooter and they ran my number plate and they ran the number plate and seen the footage that I was with the person who had tested positive and that's how they knocked on my door and knew where I lived from running my number plates. <laughs> and mind you, we have missing people, mm -hmm. and these people are putting all their freaking time and efforts and energy, and uh, and they could do this, mm -hmm. stalk you like this. But mm -hmm. if they could do this kind of stuff, we should be able to find these missing people way faster. Mm -hmm. This uh, is we disturbing. Had a, we had an episode uh, relatively recent about China mm -hmm. and them being a surveillance state. Mm -hmm. They have cameras everywhere, and they have uh, the ability to track people, facial, facial recognition, exactly. Yeah, and. And this this person, Haley, she she was working with this other person who tested positive, and she didn't, you know, she wasn't like uh, you know turned in by anyone, and it was, she just went home, did her normal thing, and they found her because of that dang license plate yeah. on her scooter. I just think kind of how concerning. intrusive That's is right. this? You'd almost even think, gosh, is there a is there a camera in here? You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, is my phone bugged? Oh, well, you know. And and how about this? What's kind of funny? Everybody knows that the the abilities for the some a lot of these smart smart devices, mm -hmm. the cameras to be turned on, and and uh, laptops and all this stuff. You know, when when we see, and at least in this country, our FBI people and they pull out their laptops and they have a piece of tape over it, <laughs> over their camera. Yeah, something <laughs> there's something to it, right? And and. Uh... We don't, we don't even know the extent, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe that was super easy for them to find her. Maybe it didn't take mm -hmm. much for them to look her, to, excuse me, maybe it didn't take much for them to hunt her down because we don't really know the, inde the depths of our government's abilities or what they use. Yeah, their capabilities. Capabilities. Have we done a, a show on Edward Snowden? I don't think we have. Well, I, I think we've talked a little bit about him, but not, not in depth, I don't think. Well, maybe we'll have to go pull some information on him and do a show because you know he's got some really interesting stories to tell yes, about uh, government surveillance so this next very clip, interesting in fact <laughs> yeah well and there's a uh i think i don't know if it's on netflix but there's like a movie yeah about it yeah it's a little shocking so this next clip Haley, she's um she's talking about uh basically getting picked up from this you know the the authorities they they send her away to this camp and the camp is is pretty far away from uh from this from i guess civilization and it's a relatively new camp so it's like these smaller i won't say homes but they're like you know like a mobile like a trailer type of thing like i would almost imagine almost like a fema type okay. trailer yeah but they're all set up with Fencing and, and all of these different things. Fencing, huh? Mm hmm And when she goes there, she has to stay. She's got all these rules that she can't she can't do any of these things. She's really she has to be isolated. And she went in and they basically said when she got picked up, she said that um the authorities 
when they came to our house, she's like, um, they're asking, you know, have you been tested? And she said, she said, uh, yes, she's been tested, but she came back negative and the authorities went away. Turns out that they can look up whether she's been tested or not. They called her back and said, Hey, we don't have any record of you getting tested and we're going to send someone over to give you a test. And she says, okay. And so evidently those people didn't show up, but the authorities showed up and picked her up to take her because what happened is she lied to to the authorities. So they're going to take her anyway. And she's like, well, can't I just take a test and and be done with it? But, but, but mind you, they don't like take her to to the jail or to book her or to give her a fine. Mm-hmm. They take her to the COVID camp where she doesn't have COVID, <laughs> yeah. but you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So she she uh, basically is caught in a lie, and they take her anyway. And they said, yes, you'll be tested at at the camp, and um, and then you know you can be released or whatever. Well, this is kind of her. This is her story about when when she was there. And it's it's I think it's kind of telling about what, what goes like. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. So I went to the bin to put something in the bin that I was not wearing a mask. Mind you, I actually have an exemption. I don't need to wear a mask. I have yeah, a medical condition. Um, and the person that came to hand me the notice was another police officer. So, so what's, what's the go? So this, I'm going to give you a warning, yeah? It's an official warning that you have to stand your balcony and obey the rules while you get, yeah? And that's, we have to... Go to the rules again. I don't care. So am I allowed to go to the laundry? You're allowed to go to the laundry, but you've got to wear a mask, yeah? Yeah, righto. And you definitely can't go up to fencing rails, but you're allowed to go to the laundry, yeah? That's always been the case, yeah? Right, so if I was sitting just here, which is right near the fence, why are these guys in a cabin that's right near the fence? It makes no sense, Uh... doesn't it? But you can't leave your balcony to go to the fence to talk to somebody else. That's what's obvious, yeah? So if I was Again, on that balcony... So there's, we always, there has to be lines everywhere <laughs> drawn, yeah? And one of the lines is you cannot leave your balcony and you cannot go to someone else. Where it makes no sense or it doesn't seem right to you, that is the line, and that's what the law is, yeah? And that's how it goes, yeah? The law. What the show direction. There's a law that says show that. direction, yep. There's a show direction, yeah? And how the behaviour must be done, especially in this area, because it's much more highly infectious and likely to have infected people, yeah? Highly infectious when all of us people are negative. So, the risk is still very high, yeah? Oh my okay, so... Does that not say a lot? <laughs> so maybe the audio is a little bit quiet on this one, but um, she's at this camp. She gets in trouble for walking off her little porch without a mask, and they're basically saying, hey, there's a yellow line here. You can't cross it. And if you do cross it, it's a $5,000 fine. And we're not going to give you that $5,000 fine this time. We're just going to give you this warning. But you do it again, $5,000 fine. And they're trying to describe to her how dangerous it is. And she's pointing out she, yeah. all these other things that they're, 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 they're bypassing that's she, more dangerous. She has been taking COVID tests since she started there. And she's come back negative each time. She's been talking to the folks uh, nearby. They're also negative. So they already know that they're negative. So what's the danger of them walking outside these lines? Oh, it's the rules. It it's still dangerous. That's right. They've already been testing. It's not dangerous because who if if no one has tested positive for COVID, you know COVID's not there. Where's the danger? It's rules that make absolutely no sense. And then you have somebody like that guy mm-hmm. that has he has doesn't even care if it doesn't make sense. Oh well, yeah, I know. It's just that. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got to go home and sleep. Too, right? Mm-hmm. 
knowing that he's he has people in cages that for COVID that don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's people get slowly. So she goes on to tell mm. she goes on to tell the story, and she's there for fourteen days. They lied to her initially. Yes, you test negative. We'll we'll send you back home. Of course, she tests multiple times when she's there. They keep her there the entire time, basically as punishment. As a punishment, absolutely. And and in this time, she's lost her job because her job. I think she worked in like retail or something, and they don't. Um, you know, they don't pay for a vacation. Um, I even got the impression that she may not even gotten to batten down the hatches in her in her home. Yeah, I think you she know. had like a roommate or something. Oh, well, that, lucky for her. Yeah. It sounds like they would have took her out before, like, well, I got to do this or prepare. You know, I I mm-hmm. couldn't go. I, I had, For me to go to the store, I'd have to make sure I have a bunch of things taken mm-hmm. care of. I mean, does she have an animal? You know? Yeah. Thank goodness that she has a roommate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Except for why didn't the roommate get pulled away if they, because she just, you know, was with her. I know. It's all a punishment. Because it, none of it really makes logical sense. That's right. It's, they've made these policies and now they have people enforcing the policies, even though the policies really don't make any sense. But all it takes is a cocktail and a conversation for everybody to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that's an interesting story that she had to go through. And, and they were creating more of these camps in different parts well, of the country. I will say, thank goodness she got let out of the camp. Mm-hmm. I've heard about other camps that aren't as nice. <laughs> so at least it's a camp that you do get eventually released. Mm-hmm. So we're start to move on here with these vaccinations because the country has really started to realize, you know what? We really need to get people vaccinated, and if if we get people vaccinated, then we can go back to normal, supposedly. So this why is would a, they believe that? So this is a news clip from from CNN in Australia, and this uh, what do you call the reporter person, the person at the front desk here, is talking to a professor at a I think at a, like a hospital. He's a doctor, but he teaches at at this place, okay. and so. They're talking about um, basically what herd immunity is supposed to be and it kind of being a moving target. I mean, you're never going to be able to pin it down because the the, the vaccinations wane in efficacy. So you're never going to be able to have a finite, okay, everybody is 70% vaccinated because you're going to need boosters for the the people who got vaccinated eight months ago. No, no, you're quite right. That's what I was saying. As wonderful as the vaccines are, with the waning immunity and Delta being so infectious, we're never going to achieve herd immunity. So it is going to be a matter of vaccinating as much of the population as we can, catching up with booster doses and working around that. And we will, all those measures, those COVID safe measures we've been seeing around the world, social distancing, wearing masks, those things are are here to stay. So it won't be a completely normal life for a very long time, Robin. There to stay. Yeah. And, you know, that's what they're trying to do in my state, our state. Yeah. So it, it's, this is a, this is a global issue and bringing up, you know, what Australia is going through can highlight what we can be going through ourselves. Or excuse me, mm-hmm. do I dare say what we will be going through ourselves? And in some cases have. Yeah. We, so our country has some, well, I mean, there's, there's different levels of, uh, of governance. You know, we've got the basically the federal government and then we've got states and states in some cases can institute things 
that are more restrictive than what a state right next door sure. um, would do. And I think Oregon has implemented a lot of these things. I mean, we were one of the first states that required uh, vaccine mandates in, I don't know, like first responders and public education, and you know, there's a few other industries. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, you lose your job, which, again, is ridiculous. It is. We have another a clip. This is from... Again, the CNN uh, news story, and they're talking about needing to get to the 70% vaccination rate. Yeah, you just got to. Australia's New South Wales has just reported another 80, uh, 800 new COVID cases, a slight drop from Sunday's record daily high. Meantime, the Prime Minister says the strict COVID measures will come to an end once the vaccination rate hits 70%. Okay. So it's funny because they are being black and white about that. It will end. And mm-hmm. it won't. It won't. Why would it end? Because, you know, there's going to be another variant which says, ooh, we need to get y'all. There's always another one. So guess what the current vaccination rate is in Australia right now? I don't know. I was hoping you had that tidbit because I wanted to, <laughs> I, I was, I got preoccupied and I missed that. Uh, so lay it on me. I'm curious. 2%. So yeah, as of, <laughs> as of today... Seventy-eight percent have received at least one dose. That's, oh, but they're not fully vaccinated. No, but fully vaccinated, seventy-three point eight percent. Yeah, but fully is that the booster though? <laughs> but that's not seventy percent, so that's still lockdown time. Oh, so they got to actually off got, a couple they, people they to get sit, it back down to seventy. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. They have to sit at seventy percent only, <laughs> and that's so, where these, <laughs> uh, the old people are getting hacked. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. And well, that proved my point then. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I knowing that, I truly didn't I thought they were maybe in the forty, fifties. Mm-hmm. But okay. And so this has got to get the population quite heated up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you were talking about some stuff was going down and mm-hmm. people are getting angry and, and, and protesting yep. and and this is why. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, it, they straight a... lied to you. And to be fair, you know, the gal, the gal that we watched that, you know, she lied so she got punished, um, they lied to her because, saying that she was going to get let out. I mean, it's just the whole, mm-hmm. every aspect is um, about deceiving everybody. It's moving, almost on every angle. Moving the goalposts, making it a little bit harder to achieve. And, and how do I even believe that there's 800 people that really got, I mean... Yeah. If you're going, how about this? If you go to court, okay, mm-hmm. and you fib about one thing, you could lose your case 100. percent You could get kicked out. Hell, you could be fined. But if you flip, flip, if you lie, it ruins your your integrity, and they will think that everything else is is um is suspicious or mm-hmm. suspect, and. That's this. So when they lied, we've already noticed a couple lies, straight deliberate lies. So when I see the numbers, how do I even know those are real numbers? Why not those be lies too? Mm-hmm. It might make a country pissed. So there's, um, of course, there's a lot of these different protests that are going on because these are free people who um, don't want the lockdowns anymore. And they keep, of course, moving the goalposts. This, uh, they were floating this bill that basically gave the government even more ability to lock things down to make it an, an emergency. Even just here in the state of Oregon, Kate Brown, the governor, kept extending the emergency um, order. 
And that's what they were doing in Australia. In yes. Australia, And so there, there's a little article here. I'll just read a couple little paragraphs. It says, critics of Victoria's proposed new pandemic power legislation says, it is the most extreme of its kind and will give the premier and health minister too much control while the legislation has become the focus of anti-lockdown and anti-vaccination protesters in Melbourne since restrictions eased. The, the premier, Daniel Andrews, canceled a press conference in Bendigo this week due to security concerns related to a small group of protesters targeting the Victorian premier over the bill. Well, unfortunately, the, pill, the bill just passed. Really? Yeah. So now the government has even more power to basically legislate when an emergency uh, is and how long that emergency can go. Because before, I think they said that they had restrictions on the amount of time that they could have an emergency and it couldn't last more than six or nine months. Well, of course, this has gone way beyond that. So this bill allows them to extend and change the rules so that they don't have these restrictions of time. Right. Oh. Well, it's good that they're work- looking out for the people, right? <laughs> there's I a, mean, that's what they're there for, right? Yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. But what, okay. There's this guy that he's, um, he's kind of like one of these little like independent uh, news reporters. He works for a company called Rebel News. His name is Avi Yemenis. Oh. Or Yemeni. That's what it is, Yemeni. And he's got some really great stuff on YouTube. I highly suggest going and checking him out because he he, he has a few like people support him. Um, he goes out, does man-on-the-street interviews. He gets himself in the middle of these different protests, asks questions. And you can see if us being here in Oregon and it, it, having so close to the protests that have taken place in, in Portland from both left and, and right and how the riots have turned out from the folks on the left. He's in the thick of that sort of stuff in Australia. And he just brings some obvious points to light of, of, you know, these people who are anti-fascist marching, looting, um, rioting, creating all of these really bad problems how you know almost ironic it is that they consider themselves anti-fascist when they're acting like i know did they like get in a plane and fly over there i mean i thought that i thought they lived in portland yeah i guess they're everywhere they're getting around the world huh (laughs) they are getting around where they're getting the support from i wonder yeah i I highly suggest that folks go and and check out his his stuff on on youtube or just go to the the rebel news website they have uh, good articles and blogs and and video footage now, one last little clip that I had here, I think is is important because this is this came out in middle of November of 2021, and we're not talking Australia, we're talking Austria. Okay. And I think this might just be, uh, I mean, considering where we are, all the stuff we've gone through, this might be something that is adopted by a lot of other places. Oh, it's got to be good news. Austria's government has approved a new lockdown which will only apply to unvaccinated people. Starting at midnight on Sunday, the government said people who haven't been vaccinated will only be allowed to leave their homes for essential reasons, such as working, shopping or taking a walk. The lockdown is intended to push more people to get the jab against (laughs) COVID-19. 
even no, called Austria's it the decision jam. comes just two days <laughs> after the Netherlands announced a partial lockdown for all residents. Austria has one of the lowest vaccination rates in Western Europe. Together with Chancellor Alexander Schallenberg, Interior Minister Karl Nehammer held a press conference a short while ago. Here's what he had to say. Up morgen. As of tomorrow, every citizen, every person living in Austria must be aware that they can be checked by the police at any time. Among other things, we will also check if people have been vaccinated or recovered and the reason for entering public spaces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's everything that we fear. It's everything that, that you know, the conspiracy D-bags had said in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But they're not conspiracies. They're people that, that are aware and, and, and can see where this is going. Mm -hmm. It's um, kind of scary. Yeah. Well, and guess what? It, it might be accepted there more than here. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, how about, I mean, how about this? I should say, are they going to just take it? Okay. I mean, like, I would, I, I would hope that if, if that was America, we'd be like, uh, good luck with that one. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're kind of, to, to be fair, America's doing a lot of this. I'm not saying it's, I don't know the percentages, but mm -hmm. there's so many people moving. Mm -hmm. They're almost kind of just going in their own, yeah. own way, you know, or, or kind of going into their own type of people. I, I'm concerned about the small number of people who end up making these they're like the squeakiest wheel out there. There are minority folks that are, they're expecting to uh, have the government control everything. And what happens is because they are the squeakiest wheel, they get their way. Yep. When the majority really, they don't want the lockdowns. They want things to go back to normal. If you, the vaccines have been available for a very long time. And if you haven't gotten it, that's because you chose not to get it. And so you worry about the consequences. Who but, in their right mind, truly, truly, would like to be uh, having a mask or a covering on your face for the rest of your life? I mean, yeah. in your right mind would go, I'm down. Yeah, you get paranoid enough about it, and you might be brainwashed into doing it, and uh, yeah. you might accept it. But and then they're no longer in their right mind. And they're no. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's wrap it up. I, I want to well, say I'll, a little prayer for those guys. Yeah. I tell you, they they are going through a lot, and I don't even wouldn't even know how to help. Mm -hmm. I don't know either. I just think we need to use them as an example, example. Of, of what could potentially happen. Be prepared. And let's not go down that pathway. We are all better than that, including them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You can find more information about the show on our website. NeverTooSeries.com. And you can find us on social media at the NTS Podcast. And uh, I guess for now, we'll just leave it there. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. Take care. We'll uh, see you next time. And be safe.